This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हफ्ता बिफोर आई गिव यू द हेडलाइन एंड इंट्रोड्यूस द पैनल जस्ट हैव अ स्मॉल अनाउंसमेंट इट सीम्स मेनी ऑफ यू आर डिस्कवरिंग द पॉडकास्ट through podcast platforms like SoundCloud or Spotify we are on Spotify now by the way uh and so it seems many of you may not be aware that there is a website called newslaundry.com which does more than just podcasts and we have reports we have videos we have text reports so do check out newslaundry.com and when you are there subscribe because we don't take advertising because when the advertiser pays the advertiser is served we run on subscriptions so we hope you will subscribe and in case you do consider subscribing also consider contributing to the news laundry sena the nl sena button or you can go on to www.newslaundry.com/sena and contribute to our fund that will help cover elections because we want to have on ground reports from reporters across the country on that note i shall introduce the panel we have a guest with us praveen donthi did i pronounce it right praveen yeah so praveen you probably have read his story which caused a lot of uh, responses and appreciation and criticism on twitter which is basically where news is battled out he is a staff writer at caravan he has been with them for 7 years he's done uh, several cover stories including ajit doval's profile back in september you may have recall that i think we discussed that hmm. on the hafta as well before caravan he's worked at the hindustan times the helka and deccan herald he's been a journalist for over 13 years and the march cover story which is titled the image makers how ani reports the government's version of truth is praveen story which is the one that made a lot of headlines uh, at least on twitter over the last couple of weeks welcome praveen thank you with then there's madhu trehan editor in chief hi madhu hello raman kripal hi manisha pande hi and i as you know am abhinandan So Manisha what I mean then say cre please you must now oh, say for, for, the, now for the next few months welcome yeah. home and then stolen by the times of india also abhi the nickname as yeah. well as you know i was told ha, abhi that abhi bhi people were ah, calling him abhi also but i was told i was at um, this breakfast uh, and uh, one of the guys who is works with times of india print told me that he was watching times now and one of the panelists accidentally said <laughs> referring to abhinandan uh the pilot has abhinandan sekri <laughs> this is why i sorry i mean abhinandan vartaman <laughs> i was like vaji huh, anyway so what do we have uh, today um so grim news coming in from jammu there was a grenade explosion at a bus stand 19 yeah, people were injured ago. and two are critically in a, are in critical condition a very disturbing uh, video started doing the rounds on twitter today of saffron clad men assaulting a kashmiri dry fruit seller in lucknow all four have been arrested Uh, yesterday in the court the attorney general told the supreme court that uh, the hindu story on rafale deal was based on stolen documents and, and we discussed the hindu story yeah, as well yeah. which was a major and that story. it cannot be admitted in court uh, because it was stolen and enram responded to this saying that he's going to stand by his sources uh, wing commander abhinandan was handed over to the indian authorities over the weekend it was a saturday yes. i think Uh, that got wall to wall coverage uh, everyone was stationed at waga from 11 to 9 pm pakistan detained uh, two relatives of masood azhar it has also added hafiz size jamaat uddawa and fala e insaniyat foundation to the list of banned groups interestingly its army said that the jesh does not exist in the country but its foreign minister only a week ago had said that uh, yeah, you know yeah, we are in touch with them and they are there and he's not really well uh, the pm he said we are in touch with them he says people ha huh. people are uh, people are those people <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
But uh, I guess he meant Pakistani people, right? Yeah. God knows. The people uh, there, he said. Uh, God knows. Uh, <laughs> people there. So, who's there? Who's the people? People. You know, the foreign minister reminds me of like the debating captain of some convent school. The way he talks, mm. pretending to be very knowledgeable, knowing Jack. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, yeah. What do you have against convent schools? Nothing, <laughs> but they have, he talks I like do. that. Too <laughs> 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 proper. Huh. Uh, the uh, Prime Minister gave a speech yesterday the, where he attacked everyone who's asking for proof of the strikes and he called them the poster boys of Pakistan. Uh, Pakistan Minister Fayazul Hassan Chauhan was resigned over anti-Hindu remarks. This I thought was very interesting. Yeah, he was he called Hindu That's scout. That's a big development. Yeah. Yeah. It's never happened. Yeah. Um, what did he say? He's, he basically he said, said that Hindus are idol urine, worshippers. Yeah, cow drinking, uh, cow urine drinking people and idol worshippers and we are stronger than you and all that. Mm. And he had to resign. There was a big furore over it. Uh, Amit Shah said that 250 terrorists have been killed. This yeah. even as everyone's, the Air Force has maintained that it doesn't know. And the Air Force chief said that we are not going to count casualty figures. That's up to the government. Um, and Modi also said that if the IFF, IAF had Rafal, none of our fighter jets would have been shot down. So there was a lot of Pakistan news. Clearly, also yeah. the three Jamaat-e-Islami leaders who were arrested, uh, the assets were sealed in Jammu. Also, apparently, uh, Yasin Malik, is his case has been reopened, 30-year-old case. On the, regarding the abduction of Rubaiya Saeed. Mm. Um, then why claims of the PFPF pilots lynching don't add up? In fact, that was a very interesting story that News Laundry did. Mm. Uh, one story had gone all over the place mm. that the Pakistani Air Force pilot who had reportedly ejected was lynched by Pakistani people. And it appears that story was based on a Facebook post. Yeah, That was a shocking reportage and, you know, some large, large organizations went to that narrative. And I have some good news that uh, I was quite surprised that of late people are stopping me and saying News Laundry is doing really good work. Oh, thank you people if you're listening. Uh, then Rahul Kamal's exchange with Piyush Goyal at the India Day Conclave I thought was noteworthy where yeah. he told Piyush Goyal, we don't need lesson in patriotism from you. And he kept cool despite yeah. quite yes. provocative statements from Piyush. I mean, I will never accuse Piyush Goyal of being classy or sounding intelligent, but even by his own standards, he was sounded so foolish when he was on that tirade. Yes. And, yeah. you know, and he carried on for a couple of minutes. He could have just said it for 35, 40 seconds and then no, but, the, but this is a, st- uh, a, a line that has been obviously come as a diktat. Mm. That if somebody asks you for numbers on how many people died in Pakistan, you will simply answer, are you questioning the army? Mm. Then so this, re- this response has been repeated by all the ministers. Speaking of Pakistani, this thing, Manisha, you know the headline you said that no one is asking for proof of Pakistan. Indians striking Pakistan. People are asking for proof of the number of dead given. Hmm. And I think that and wording is very important because these guys have turned the wording into they're asking proof of strikes. Of course we know this struck because they went across. Everyone has said this struck. The evidence being asked for is the claim that the BJP made in the first place 300 terrorists. Hmm. Again, that is the evidence. And the not extent on the of damage. Yeah. Like, what number, exactly did you... The number also because the politicians have exactly. given they, they were the Actually, you know, the they could simply say that we don't have the numbers and that would put everything at... We, we are not on the ground. Exactly. We don't have the numbers. Which they is sanitize the place. They're not allowing anybody in. 
and they're showing a showpiece place where some forest, there were some bombs dropped. And they're showing that to everybody, but they're not showing the actual footage. I mean, that would give them some credibility. They, they're not showing and the even, actual place where it was bombed. And even if they don't, you know, that they need not have gone with that narrative, but... And Shiv Shankar anyway. Menon said the right thing on, on some TV program. He said, look, it doesn't, the numbers actually don't matter. Exactly. The fact is, the message has gotten across that we will come in and come we after will you. We'll invade your... Which we is what we discussed last LOC, hafta as well. And we'll come deep into Pakistan. Yeah. Then the OIC, Organization of Islamic Right. Mm. So while she went there and in the past we haven't really given this organization much cognizance, she went there, made an exception. She was invited, Pakistan boycotted because she was invited. Yeah. And after that, they issued a statement condemning the terrorism, Indian terrorism in Kashmir. So I'm not sure what that achieved. It was considered a major coup that she's been the guest of honor, but uske baad hamari bad kardi. So I Pakistan ko appease karna na. So then almost all parties want Jammu and Kashmir polls with Lok Sabha elections, says the election commission. So it appears Rajdeep has tweeted, watch this space. Uh, in fact, Rajdeep tweeted today that the Haryana Assembly and the Maharashtra Assembly are going to be dissolved and uh, elections will be announced soon and they will want those to be held with the Lok Sabha. I, I don't know whether that will happen, but that's his big expose on Twitter, or his big revelation on Twitter. Then Trump moves to end special trade treatment for India. He's making his usual noises of basically just making only enemies and no friends. Then Prime Minister tried to portray all dyslexic people in poor light, says Disability Rights Group. Those of you who saw that speech of his, uh, it keeps getting more and more yeah, petty. That was just, he's, uh, it was so petty, especially because he's interacting with children. You know, And, and it was obviously scripted, as I think someone pointed out, that all his interactions are scripted. He doesn't, even with his own party, he doesn't take him from no, group interactions. No, that's even worse. If it was scripted, then exactly. his response... That means he had thought of this joke, that I'll make a joke on Rahul Gandhi with this punchline. I mean, he'd already thought it through because he knew what the discussions are going to be. I mean, it's... we get a, uh, In fact, we have two males this time saying that, you know, we criticize Modi too much. I, I really want to ask those people, how can you not? He's the Prime Minister of the country and look at how he behaves. I mean, forget criticizing Modi, I've said before, and I'm not saying you have to do that to prove your credentials, but I've gheraud Manmohan Singh's house during the bloody RTI amendment movement in 2006-2007. But I didn't have an opportunity to trash him as often as I do Modi. He gives it to you every bit because he behaves. It's like Trump. People saying, why do you trash Trump? Look at how he behaves. Look at how he talks. So anyway... We'll you didn't have a chance with Manmohan because he never spoke. Exactly. <laughs> so... Air India crew asked to say Jehind after every in-flight announcement. Jehind, uh, Trevor Noah <laughs> apologizes, but defense comments on India-Pakistan tensions. Jehind, uh, <laughs> we'll, we've discussed this an awful and awesome, but I'd like to know what the panel thinks. And the Delhi court has summoned Jairam Ramesh, the Caravan magazine, in the vague Doval defamation case. Jehind, uh, <laughs> and the official. Let's let's start. I like with saying Jehind because it really annoys me when people say Inshallah. Why are you saying Inshallah? Say Bhagwan Ishwar Ishwar Icha. Why would well, why would either of them allow you? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, it's just a personal thing. I just want to but what I'm saying is why would it annoy you? It just annoys me because you don't just say something without thinking and Inshallah is like saying it without thinking because Allah is not your Allah. Say Ishwar Icha. Inshallah is not your There's nothing wrong with it. I don't like it. So you don't like a Muslim salutation? Uh, no, because uh, it, it is, Hindu I think a Hindu Hindu saying it is, is an, an acronym. I don't like it because it's saying it without thinking. Oh, a Hindu saying it. Yeah. I thought you don't like a the A Hindu thing. saying, inshallah, bothers me. I see. So, uh, well, hopefully no one will say it on this say panel. Say, 
No, I'll this panel, inshallah, no one said. Oh, sorry, Rajesh. <laughs> so, okay, let's start off. Before we get on to, I want to discuss the the um, threat of the Official Secrets Act first. But before I get to that, Praveen, uh, tell us about both your reports that have caused much furore on Twitter this week. One is on ANI, um, and the other one was on ORF. That was Caravan, it w- but that wasn't yours. But it was in the same issue of Caravan. Uh, but so I just like to discuss that because next week we'll get too late. But first with yours, wh- just can you tell our listeners what is Yana? It's a private limited company that is a news agency. Yeah. And people subscribe to that's a revenue model. That's right. Yeah. And it existed, uh, you know, for a long time. But I think for the first time, people noted it when Narendra Modi chose, a, you know, ANI to give his first interview, hmm. uh, you know, of this year. In the election year, all important. Why not Arnab? Why not Sudhir Chaudhary? Why not Rajat Sharma? Why ANI? Because ANI has that reach. Uh, Everyone ANI, can take it from there. Yeah, I mean, it has a monopoly in video news production. And uh, it's become the bedrock of Indian broadcasting system, you know, now. Because we know uh, all the TV channels are cutting down their bureaus, cutting down costs, you know. And uh, it's very cheap to produce talking head shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of the day, uh, what they do is they depend on ANI feed. And uh, this feed, uh, I'm trying to argue in the piece that it's, it's extremely manipulated. Uh, it, it's uh, I mean for it, it's been like that for ages, like you know ever since it's been uh, you know founded. Which is how long? Uh, 1971 incorporated, but I think it became really active in the 80s and mm-hmm. in the 90s it really took off. You know it was all under the Congress, but the BJP they have a certain affinity with you know during NDA one and now it's it's visible. At one point, it was called Advani News International because, you know, his daughter used to work for uh, ANI and Advani, you know, used to obviously give them access a lot of... He was the most powerful uh, BJP leader at the time. Right. And, uh, you know, BJP was all... I mean, Vajpayee was also very close to ANI and all that. Now, I mean, uh, we are in this post-truth, you know, fake news kind of, uh, you know, political system, right? Uh, so a lot of news that's you know that emanates from ANI is you know state propaganda. You know that's what I try to show how how they do it, how they are close to the establishment. So I'll just to cut in. I'll just explain to the listeners. Basically, ANI is like a wire service that you subscribe to. So news organizations don't have reporters all over the country. So they subscribe to a service where they get let's say ten minutes or fifteen minutes of footage where you'll get you know forty seconds of one, two minutes of one, and you know some art, uh, some interviews. And on the basis of that, you can file ground reports. Your reporter hasn't gone there, but ANI has a credibility that most news organizations will take an ANI feed and say, okay, isse hum ap report card denge, which is why you see a lot of similar reports on different news organizations. Those all stem from ANI. That is the function that ANI serves, which is why they have the largest footprint. Yeah. yeah. If you see uh, today's Express front page, you know, there is a piece, uh, a small story on two BJP uh, leaders fighting in UP, right? It went viral. Right. So it was, uh, you know, it was ANI footage. You will see ANI, you know, watermark also on the screenshot. There was on only the one screenshot. inside, okay. Yeah. So, you know, is it really important? How did it make? to the front page hmm. you know in the sense it's everywhere we cannot escape i mean we are living in a very visual sort of age right so and and, and, and this being the only organization it has a monopoly and it's had monopoly for a long time 
and the story is that you know the government allowed it to be a monopoly you know discouraging other people i've met a lot of people who wanted to try senior journalists you know with some capital but none of them were encouraged you know all the doors were shut especially after 2014 you know i think news london did a story about how hindustan samachar is also being encouraged yeah. it's it's a, yes. it has direct links with the rss yes. so the other news agency that's benefiting is uh, ani Okay. you know and uh, modi after coming to power gave ani the most number of interviews like 2014 you know before uh, you know elections 15 then 17 then and recent one smita prakash that we the recent one of course you know was much discussed you know so it has a reach in the sense they have a partnership reuters the international uh, mm-hmm. news agency has 49% stake in uh, ani nobody really knows that so and who has the rest the rest is uh, held by ani founders prem prakash uh his son sanjeev prakash smita prakash is married to sanjeev prakash uh, but she doesn't have any shares but uh, you know the founder prem prakash's wife and his daughter you know on the majorities they have the rest it. it's a family owned group now it's into third generation ishan prakash the son uh, the grandson of prem prakash has taken over i mean he runs the live services etc so uh, so you know most of the tv news is now dependent uh, you know depending on ani feed and that comes in a manipulated uh, you know sort of form so then in the in this age of information explosion you have like a very strictly controlled narrative you know coming into our tv you know so and then uh, you know hmm. now so i mean i mean the kind of reach it has by just even though it doesn't own a platform yeah. is significant so it's yeah. like rather than controlling 10 platforms one can control the flow of information and it will reach those 10 platforms and it has international reach has anyone challenged their monopoly people have tried you know in 2010 you know a couple of organizations have come up the most important one is the uni tv which was uh, you know uh, sort of uh, run by yashwan deshmukh the sea water guy yeah he has close links with the bjp That's but correct. you know he couldn't survive you know in the sense uh, right. there were a lot of Uh, you know mm, maybe and, and the thing with ani feed is always like there's so many instances where when there was that train accident in punjab yeah. ani is the first to be there and they just magically find a bjp guy there who's you know blaming the congress government and later it was really the bjp guy find all news has exposed them a Modi. lot yeah, sorry yeah. Yeah. all fact, news so has exposed like them many times but they brazen it out saying you know Uh, we are prone to committing errors but it's you know if you notice all the government's defense on rafael it has come through ani arun jaitley gave two interviews to ani one to smita and one to ishan you know in september october and she also uh, smita prakash also did an interview with the ceo of rafael you know trapier mm-hmm. just before the supreme court uh, verdict right so uh, they've become like the government's mouthpiece in that sense you know uh, and also the uh, after the hindu story it was ani that put out the ANI Like that put out the complete document you know right uh, yeah mm-hmm. it was convenient ani is now challenging uh, pti hmm. uh, in uh, text and uh, photo services also pti is also wire service but th- they don't do video they just ah, do text so, so they are offering text stories now ani is also offering text stories I plus see. they are offering reuters uh, news uh, photo service And so uh, pictures, images as well. Images. I had so no idea that Reuters had forty percent stake in it. Forty nine. Forty nine. That's yeah. Mm, so it's it's a well kept That's secret. Crazy. It's it's. I just wanted to say that you know, MEA Ministry of External Affairs is the biggest client of ANI. It uses ANI for its propaganda purposes. You know, it funds programs that are telecast in the U.S., U.K., you know, Canada, everywhere. It's called South Asia News Line, and those newscasts, those programs, totally toe the line of 
the security agencies you know what they want to say about kashmir or uh, you know pakistan administered kashmir or pakistan etc so right now whatever is happening all the information that's you know going you know coming out is mostly coming from ani if you can see yeah you know it's just scandalous speaking of pakistan occupied kashmir and our kashmir um i saw after these blasts there was a bunch of reports by the bbc al jazeera from either side and funnily enough the access that those people have um these reports the foreign journalists have in pakistan side is complete whereas indian side does they don't have access so the videos that i saw of al jazeera and bbc they showed of course innocent people are being killed on both sides because people live on both sides of the border right on on pakistan occupied kashmir uh and kashmir so but here because those journalists and those journalists are very careful about what they say they have images of you know a father with three daughters sitting whose father whose house has been bombed you know wife has been carried away so many died this old man died and clearly civilians and then cut to the indian side and uh, the lady is standing there and saying that um and reportedly there have been casualties here she says reportedly there have been casualties but she doesn't you know there's if i were a foreigner and i knew nothing about either in one case i'm seeing the images of people being carried out and house being destroyed and the other i'm just seeing him start, uh, seeing her stand in a bulletproof vest and a helmet saying that the indian authorities tell us that they've been casualties this side also she doesn't say that they are lying or anything but so why doesn't smita prakash do, give so, an ani feed to them and show them all the people who have died on yeah, our side of the border i'm, I'm surprised she should do her job um so um anyway so i just think that kind of that's why even though pakistan as uh, madeline albright albright had described as an international migraine and i don't think it's lost on anybody that how they've been you know uh, pandering to terrorists forever in spite of that why we often lose the perception of internationally because like the new york times and the new yorker article have demonstrated is because give that journalist access there say look these are the civilians who've died right. and places that have to be sanitized aren't today i was watching the images of the uh, jammu bus stand there's a blast happened a grenade was hurled under a bus there are about 4 to 5000 people there at any given time there are two or three you know khaki wardi standing this journalist is walking around this is where the bomb was hurled see all the buses are going out five people are standing at the back doing this i think this doesn't look like a bomb site this looks like a general mandi where everyone's coming you haven't cornered cordoned off anything i'm surprised anything gets caught in our country here anyway enough let's move to hindu madhu what is your take on this threat of official secrets act in fact i'll just quote this is what the See, gentleman said the official secrets acts was written in 1923 the date itself should explain it <laughs> it was I, meant for native indians uh con- controlling Brits. native indians uh, against a colonial rule hmm. and uh, our venerable forefathers kept it in our constitution and the fact is that it's being used uh, many times against journalists uh, i think recorded laws 15 14 or 15 times in the last 5 years and um is basically to silent people on on a, on the basis of uh threat of imprisonment on this and in this actually if you look at what the court said yesterday the bench said to venugopal yesterday it was very clear that are you going to he I, i think it was justice joseph who said are you or the chief justice one of them said that are you going to use the official secrets act to cover up what if it covers up corruption, corruption correct 
and he's very clear on that and venugopal says that these documents should not be looked at because they're stolen and and, and they compromise national security yeah so he said that means that if somebody uses documents which may be stolen but to prove his innocence are, are you saying that the court should not look at them we will look at them hmm. so the court was very clear that they were not buying the attorney general's argument on any of these issues and then he brings in this emotional blackmail that the country needs uh, uh, f16s yeah of course we need f16s but that does not justify two parallel negotiation teams negotiating with france uh, the letter which hindu one of the things that that hindu exposed was this that this was a letter from the ministry to the pmo that you are carrying on parallel uh, negotiations hmm. and that undermines us That's so who are they listening to and that was the old one and the, and the new exactly. one in fact the uh, just to give our audience a context uh, the enram's latest report basically what it says is that it is uh, a the committee the indian committee that was looking at this deal uh, saying that waiving the clause that requires a bank guarantee has inflated the cost significantly by some and 500 the escrow million account. i mean that was such a reasonable thing to ask to do so um and, and that is what they're saying and of course that's and hindu said that they have access to these documents and that is what they're saying they will charge them an official secrets act raman sir you were saying that while it's a big expose the story is not written simply it's it's too technical it doesn't how is it is as if um, <coughs> straight written from the documents but that is, is a problem that you journalists and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah because there's no restriction on word limit for them for both so that's mm. why they arun shuri's clause in anything that he writes is you can't touch a word but you can't take away the fact that the story was extremely relevant and uh, very important and it exposes the and has it been taken up by television like they take up any other biggest fake news of this year is rafal according to all the news anchors i so mean one I mean, issue i would like to bring up in this discussion is that what i'm seeing is that there is the supporters of the government uh they are actually going after journalists saying why are you asking these questions why are they agenda agenda driven questions why why are you asking questions that pertain to national security journalists should not be asking the questions there's a real wave against journalists asking the questions and what confounds me really is that what are you fighting for you're fighting for the right to not know <laughs> because I don't want to know so don't ask the question. And so what is the issue here? The g- journalists are not asking questions for a pers- for personal information to go home and gossip. They are asking the information f- asking questions to get information for the public, public to know. So, and why is the public saying don't ask the questions because we don't want to know? What But kind of diabolical <laughs> position is that? In fact, it extends to ridiculous you know zones bjp workers brutally beat up this guy in muzaffarnagar because he questioned the government's lies on jobs on and educating uh, and education during a media debate huh? and you just see this video they're just hammering the hell out of him and of course the guy happens to be muslim but he wasn't asking about anti national he was asking about the jobs and the numbers and uh, so and when this is happening again i find and you know i disagree with when many of those males and although i'm you know i think it's important to keep this conversation going um and everyone should be questioned including us but some of the males that i'll just read out a couple right now that ask us why are you so critical of modi and the bjp um and i guess they refer to me because i'm the most um i i honestly can't understand how you can't be i mean i really want to know what are these guys 
what are they seeing that I, I'm not seeing? Is it, is it unreasonable to be, because the PM has endorsed many of these actions with his silence and he always chokes up one week later in a very mild mannered way. Yeah. Nothing has been done about Tathagat Roy. In America, they would have connected this Kashmiri youth being be beaten up. There would have been lawsuits against Tathagat Roy that your call has led to this. Here, there's not even condemnation. Sorry, and if Hamid Ansari, as vice president, so much as inaugurated or attended a function of an Islamic group, Modi would take really ghatiya, you know, pot shots at him during uh, speeches. Really damages our position on Kashmir when dry fruit wala who's sitting there selling his stuff is beaten. That means you're not one of us. So then how can you take the position that Kashmir is ours if you're going to be beating them up? And, and how can you normalize? Cause? Show us your credit, uh, your credit card, your ID card. card yeah. I mean, an, an Indian doesn't even have guts to turn around and say that, fuck off, I don't have to show any you anything. Who are you to ask me for my card? Like you're some, and by the way, the guy who's been arrested and who was the leader of this mob has 14 cases against him, including murder. And now it is such elements who will wear saffron. And it's very coordinated, right? They're wearing a uniform saffron, they record it. So it's obviously not just an act of rage or whatever. It's a messaging being sent out that these guys need to be beaten up. They need to be shown their place. So it's quite coordinated. Yes, your take, sir. Sorry. You know, a lot of these people are trying to get brownie points ahead of the elections, right? Mm. It could be somebody's minions trying to, you know, get some mileage and say, you know, our leader should get the ticket. It could be, you know, that petty. Praveen, where are you from? Andhra. Andhra Pradesh. I see. Yeah. Okay. In fact, we have no news from the South this time. I was just discussing with Karthik. Because everything is about Pakistan and Kashmir and, you know, Yasin Malik's arrest. Yeah. And I'm sure next week we'll get a lot of other... Mm. We get regular mail saying you ignore South. So please tell us what's happening yeah, in your but, home state. But, but, but may I talk about Kashmir instead, please. you know, because I, I cover a lot of, you know, stuff on Kashmir. And I just wanted to say in the entire debate around India and Pakistan, what's really missing is Kashmir. You know, except for Rajesh Shukla's piece in The Guardian, mm. you know, uh, none of us really, you know, uh, have really talked about Kashmir, we conveniently ignore Kashmir, but every international writer, analyst writing about India-Pakistan conflict, talk about Kashmir, Robert Fisk, Dexter Filkins, uh, anybody who, who is, whoever is writing on uh, India-Pakistan talks about Kashmir, but we, you know, ignore it. That's, uh, you know, I, I find that uh, extremely problematic because, you know, ever since Modi has come, nobody's talking about Doval doctrine right now. Hmm. A lot of these fanboys, you know, of Doval, you know, who built him up as the James Bond of, uh, yeah. you know, our country, uh, they were talking about Doval doctrine till 2016, right? This hardline policy where they're not going to talk, they're going to punish them and then, you know, uh, make them, uh, you know, submissive. But that's not happening, right? Yeah. I mean, soon after the Pulwama uh, blast, you know, four uh, policemen, including one uh, senior officer, was killed, but only three militants were killed. Right. right. So it's not. I mean, the numbers what I'm saying don't is, everybody, success. everybody, every militant or in in Kashmir or every stone pelter in downtown Srinagar is not controlled by Pakistan on a remote control. You know, which hmm. which if you blame everything on Pakistan. Yeah, you know, you it's stupid. I mean, this suicide bomber is a local South Kashmir uh, mm -hmm. guy who was harassed and then he participated in 2016, uh, you know. Yeah, I think anyone who's gone to Kashmir does say that unlike Punjab, which didn't have a popular support, this has a popular support. And unless Absolutely. you address that, you can't resolve Absolutely. it. And I think it's digging their head. So one the of sand. the points that I, you know, keep making, uh, you know, with friends and everybody that I can is that, you know, yes, Pakistan has, you know, supported morally, materially for a long time. But, you know... Uh, 
it's not the same uh, like in the 90s in the 90s you know they took people across the border trained, trained them, them you know gave them, them arms yeah. if they were going to give arms right now i i can tell you entire south kashmir will be up in flames mm. i mean especially pulwama kulgam and shopian three districts mm. you know the most affected you know and uh, young boys you know and also in the 90s there were a lot of mercenaries who'd come after the afghan yeah. war ended and they came in you yeah, know because yeah. they just needed to fight so yeah. they came in and in fact there was a lot of resentment against them because they disrespected the local kashmiris yeah, yeah. these hardcore yeah. fighters from uh, yeah. afghanistan and, and and you know the militancy died down in the 2000s right 2001 was the last suicide bomber you mm. know attack that happened you know it also happened because you know there were lots of uh, wars among uh, militant groups various militant groups there was a lot of corruption some of them had become counterinsurgent there was a lot of violent it was a mess so there was no support you know public support but right now you know all the militants they have a lot of public support and they have a moral high ground also you know uh, one of the stories that i heard when i was in south kashmir in 2016 was that burhan wani he used to you know go to like from one house to another house you know staying with them you know talking to them so, eating there you know not really threatening them or like you so know he, kind forcing of have, them they very cleverly kind of yeah infiltrated and these are all local well educated no, but this is bears out from every funeral yeah, it's, the numbers it's the land crazy up. numbers and people come and young kids are like uh, in fact i think one of the a journalist from economic times hakim had said that one of the kashmiri journalists had a camera he was a photo journalist and a young boy said you should have an ak47 instead of a camera so this is i mean we're only being mainland india reporting is totally blind to this either But we are I like they are patriotic or we're just infantilizing yeah, just i think what, one of the my things my bottom line is sorry. blaming pakistan is not enough it's just lazy analysis and it's being you know dishonest because we're not it looking at it totally to solution yeah we're not looking at kashmir which is you know it's mm. going through one of its worst phases ever highest number of militant casualties highest number of civilian deaths and highest number of security forces deaths. Deaths well. you know the, for the third one at least we should hold this government responsible Nadhu, you were saying. I think one one space that never gets any airtime is the number of Kashmiris who want peace. So whenever there's a question as do you want to go to Ind- do you want Kashmir to go to India or to Pakistan or Azadi, I think the fourth option should also be peace because the majority of the Kashmiris really just want peace, and that space is never given any airtime at all. it's something which um with uh, young children who have psychological problems uh, highest rate of psych- psychological problems in in the state of kashmir are with young people with teenagers who have trouble falling asleep have trouble functioning in schools there's a fear psychosis all the time these are the issues which i don't think have been given enough uh, space at all in the media and i think that 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 option of would you want this this or this they should also add do you want peace at any cost because they're desperate for peace that's my reading no i think most of us want peace but in kashmir the situation has really radicalized i think most of the population especially the youth i had been telling uh, i think in the last uh, podcast also i had told that there is a government report regarding the radicalization of the youth uh, the intelligence bureau plus if you talk to people you know who are working on the ground i mean the rep- fellow reporters so they have also been telling that they have the radicalization has happened and these people want uh, azadi at any cost yeah i that's the reality 
i i find every kashmiri very political and if uh, and there might be as many political opinions as there are kashmiris in the valley and uh, but nobody has in india bothers about nuance you know for instance there was this great quote one one guy gave gave to me in south kashmir you know in pulwam it was almost free you know in 2016 after burhan uh, the army was just like limited to their barracks and like you know the main road you know i went into the interiors there one guy said you know we just ask as indian journalists we ask you know who do you why do you want to go to pakistan he said like we don't want to go to pakistan he said if pakistan is a golden cage india is an iron cage we want you know independence so there is that nuanced take you know that's coming out from interiors you know he, he was not like we only you, see shrinagar basically yeah, we don't yeah, see the rest yeah. of kashmir so and it's, is, it's a lot more than shrinagar yeah okay uh, so uh, this first email uh, actually and I'll, we have some from caravan here so ayush you're in luck we have some from caravan here oh <laughs> Ayush says uh, it's feedback on Caravan's cast data piece in our discussion. Hmm. This is my second email to you guys. This mail is with regard to the discussion cast data of the martyrs of Pulwama attack written by the Waya ka chhota bhai. He calls it TWKCB. It's too long an acronym. AK Caravan. I agree with Madhu ma'am that the intent mattered over here not just because of the small sample size but because it's the author actually wanted to discuss the caste breakup of CRPF. They should have compared these stats with bifurcation of caste population in India. which is similar to the caste wise bifurcation of martyrs actually that's not true uh, the in fact the piece shows uh, that the amount of um, lower castes that were martyred were way more than their caste representation in the country so ayush on that you are actually factually in, incorrect also in case the panel didn't know crpf the reservation exists so it's obvious that the representation of scst obc would be higher in that general category i believe we did say that in mm. the podcast yeah. that there's no reservation in, in the, the army, armed, but, army but there is in this and it was said in the podcast you should listen to that again ayush then ayush goes on to say i really don't blame twkcb which i guess is caravan they're trying to survive in the subscription based journalism so they've resorted to such hit and run pieces for more views but i'm disappointed that the panel didn't mention this point or even worse didn't know about it anyway coming to the main point i'm quite certain that i'll be getting you at least 5 subscribers by the end of this month after the strikes done by the indian military and so much misinformation being peddled even my groups where people aren't interested in politics social or economic discussions said they would want some unbiased and good reporting i've recommended news laundry to all of them though i don't think nl is unbiased but it has the better reporting standards than mainstream media so we forgive him everything There's nothing to forgive. Ayush has some good points. Some I think are factually inaccurate. But yeah, but Ayush, I, uh, if uh, you know, we uh, th- there were various um, points of view in the discussion on this last week. I had said that in principle, I think such a census is necessary. I disagreed with just covering, just doing it of the forty people killed there, and the reasons were because it it doesn't reflect anything. It it was like. you know some of those excel sheets made on twitter so that is the only thing that i but i think in the larger context that's an extremely important data set that should be explored um and then i just have one very small email this is from actually someone in the forces who wants to rem- remain anonymous just a short comment your defense analyst guest on the phone was short on his info i guess he's talking about uh, who had joined us nitin nitin okay. kartik a wonderful producer thank you kartik informed him to nitin he's referring to from last week uh, the f16 is known as the fighting falcon single engine bubble canopy air to air fighter the f14 is the tomcat us navy air superiority fighter two engines tom gun top gun movie now a retired jet carries the longest range air to air missile of the time the aim 54 phoenix 
also known for being an aircraft that the US sold to no one except the Shah of Iran. I'd expect the expert to know the last bit. Cheers, Jai Hind. Well, uh, so yeah, sorry, I guess we called the F-16 the Tomcat last time and we didn't even know that the F-14 had only been sold to the Shah of Iran. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Person in Uniform. And this person wants to remain anonymous. Your initials are K-A. It's 680 words. I can't read your full mail, but I have... I can't read it out on Hafta, but I have read it. I agree with many of the points you're making. In fact, one of the points this person says, the subscriber says that people are unfairly attacking Modi for the IF. You know, whether it's success or failure, they said whatever happens, whether it is brickbats or whether it is, uh, you know, kudos should be given to Doval. Modi, at best, like what is... He's not going to do any strategy ki aise maro, aise maro. He doesn't know anything about that. It's Doval. So he thinks the attacks on Modi, including by me, I guess, on are unfair. He says peace talks with Pakistan. He agrees that there should be peace talks, but at the same time, he says that Pakistan can't be trusted because in the past they have backstabbed us many times. So it's a nuanced position. He's not that bad, bad, bad or good, good, good. And it's it's very long, his email. But I disagree with you because uh, on the Modi issue... I mean, I'd agree with you had Modi not taken, you know, credit. But if you see his speech yesterday, Jab tak main hoon, Pakistan, what, what, main Pakistan se tumhye bachau. It was like gabbar se tumhye se gabbar. Main nahi karne, main karne, main karta hoon. You know, his, so I don't know how one can say that he should not be questioned if it is, you know, the Sambit Patras and uh, what's his name, uh, the RSS guy, um, Ram Madhav, who tweet 400, 500, 300, and you know, so I mean, I don't and see how. And since the strikes, it has been a BJP strategy to say that Modi had to mumkin hai. This is like we've seen this: ki Modi has the will, Modi has done this. It wouldn't have happened if he was in the prime minister. That's so, exactly. so he has to take the share for whatever. Well, that is true. Also, or, I mean, the, there couldn't have been a better time for India to have done this kind of thing after 2611, when we had a Pakistani in custody. We had documentary evidence of uh, recordings of handlers in Pakistan giving the militants the terrorist uh, instructions and the Congress didn't act. Hmm. They were they were stuck in this position that we we will go with peace talks, peace talks. Peace talks hadn't gotten us anywhere in 70 years and we're talking to the wrong people because we're hmm. always talking to the puppets who don't take the decisions. It's the army that takes the decisions. ISI takes the decisions. So if there has to be any real talks, they should be with, with, the, in, with the Pakistani army. There's no point in talking to these puppet prime ministers. Yeah, so what do you think of that the caravan piece since you are here and this meal? I mean, if you don't want to comment on it, it's fine. No, we can no, I can. In the sense, I can't speak for the writer. You know, he's a senior journalist and he's made a point. I think it's just uh, the point he was trying to make is that it's not so much about the CRPF and the martyrs and their caste, but the the warmongers in the studio, you know, who are obviously, you know, upper, upper caste and elite and, uh, you know, they belong to a certain class. They are the ones who are asking for war. I think that's the the focus. I mean, everybody focused on the wrong side of it. It, it, it ends up being a pop sociology kind of a piece and uh, it could have been probably, uh, you know, a little bit more academic, but obviously, you know, Speed mattered also. Yeah, yeah, but but I think the intention was that you know the, uh, I mean that's that's my reading you know but I, I've not spoken to the writer uh, and I I think you know such questions should be raised you know uh, Arundhati Roy talks about like invisible invisibilization of caste right mm-hmm. I mean a lot of people say there is no caste in India but it's there you know there was a story I think in DNA or some newspaper when. Uh, 
a village refused to you know give a space for, yeah, for the, the burial of like yeah. CRPF not the burial oh, I'm talking about the CRPF guy, yeah. right okay. yeah, yeah. yeah and then you know I mean all armed forces uniformed services are very hierarchical it's it's a caste system in, in its own way right I mean we have the Sahayak system there was like huge debate about Sahayak system in yeah. the army uh, a while ago nobody is talking about that mm. you know I mean this glorification we were talking about Rahul Kamal's you know defense you know one thing that I didn't like is where he's saying I'm the son of an army officer mm. I know so you know it's also falling into this trap created by the Hindutva anything to do with army you know you have to, have to be glorified cannot be questioned and if you have to if you are an army guy then you have a right to hmm. say you are a patriot and otherwise you are not you have, you have to earn it you know the, the slogan of yesteryear's Jai Jawan and Jai Kisan only Jai Jawan has remained Jai Kisan I mean the farmers dying Hmm. There's a farm uh, distress in rural India. Nobody is talking about that. Th- third year of uh, drought in Maharashtra. Yeah, no. you know, and not everybody who puts on uniform does it for the country. I mean, it's also a means of uh, livelihood for a lot of people. We have to be honest in that. We will defend them, but we have to, you know, not since attribute everything, you know. Since you are here and that this was one of the headlines of the week that the Delhi court summons Jairam Ramesh in the caravan magazine in the Vivek Doval defamation case. Yeah. This refers to the piece you had done? Not me. This is a story that came afterwards. Okay, later. It, it's yeah. This is on Dual Sun, the Dual hedge fund and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they did not challenge your cover story. No, no. Okay. It was never challenged. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, the, basically at that point also is about, you know, uh, uh, Doval Sr. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Ajit Doval, he always keeps talking about these... Uh, uh, you know, secret heavens and like, you know, black money, bringing it back, etc., etc. But, you know, these stringent, you know, um, what do you say, uh, standards should be applied to his own son's business. That's the bottom line of that story. Yeah. You know? There's inconsistency in the yeah, position of yeah. wanting something for the rest of the country, but not yeah, applying the scrutiny it. should be higher in the case of somebody like, you know, Mr. Doval's son. I think that was the point. Okay. Um, Manisha, you want to tell us about um, what happened with the assault today? And why you think it's an important story of the Kashmiri seller? Well, what we do know is that uh, two men uh, dressed in saffron uniform attacked this dry fruit seller. And there was a journalist who came to his defense. Who right? I think guy? Prashant. Uh, the guy in the red jacket? No, no. no. Oh, the guy no, who no, stopped, no. that the, was... The, the person who stopped, he hmm. was a passerby. Okay. And he refused to come on the camera also. He said it was my duty. Hmm. And he saved that Kashmiri. Mm. And after that, the police came and the police also promptly take action in this. And they have said it on camera mm. that no matter whom they belong to, whether BJP or whatever, the, we will take action against him and uh, law will take his own court. So Prashant, the journalist, was just present on spot. Okay. He so, didn't... He didn't okay. So uh, we'll... Uh, sorry, before we move on, uh, we've finished discussing this but I just want to point out that the editors guild has also condemned the attorney general's comment you know when yeah. of of that official secrets act will be invoked uh, but apparently now the attorney general has gone back on his initial threat said that we will not invoke official secrets act against the newspaper or the journalist so i guess he means that they'll invoke it if they find who the leaker is which they can't find. I think it was just a thing to not let it be admitted in court. That's all. It was just a... Yeah, and it was. it is an afterthought because um, Hindu broke first story a month ago. 
they yeah. never talk to our official secret sector at that time. Yeah. Hmm. Now, after a month, they are just making a strategy in the court. This is terrible optics for uh, you know Modi. You know, especially because you know the bottom line. You know, like uh, you know Raman sir talked about. You know, this whole Rafael thing is very technical. Anything to do with aviation and air force and offsets hmm. and very technical. But the bottom line is, you know, files chori ho gayi hai. Chauki dar chor hai. You know, it's like it's that these bottom the line lines that, that catch too. on. You know, uh, you know at the end of the day now Rahul Gandhi can go to the people and say look this guy can't even so what have they preserve. said in court that the files into Rafael have been stolen yeah that's what uh, no, 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 no they, they then, are then not the saying files that haven't been stolen. that document the was document. stolen that was a stolen document they still have the files oh, which they can submit then. yeah, okay. yeah. No. but the narrative is ki defense ministry kaise chori ho gaya look he can't even hmm. protect his own ministry hmm. or hmm. so on another point on the on documents the case uh, shashi tharoor has filed against arnab goswami and so far uh, shashi tharoor the judgment is in favor of shashi tharoor and uh, arnab the orders the orders no the orders yeah, not order, the judgment just the order hmm. and um, arnab's uh, lawyer has suggested in court that they are not uh, documents that shashi tharoor possessed they were documents taken from the investigation hmm. therefore he cannot complain about them using stolen documents hmm. because they weren't his to start with right hmm. so that was a clever sort of an argument but the judge didn't buy it is that right no, i, th- no, I no, thought no, that the judgment is not the, no, the sorry, judgment the but he g- order no no there the case is a little different hmm. he says that he is an aggrieved party so he should be given those uh, documents hmm. as well i mean they are if they are in, uh, they are available they are they are part of the investigation so he should also know about it so why the so that's the oh that's there. not the report i read but you're probably right i mean okay. i think there are actually there are several cases that uh, i read in indian express in indian express has reported it the way i said it uh-huh. but they i think they've left out what you're yeah, saying yeah. which is important but yeah i think that's an ongoing case then i just want to discuss the handover because that happened two days after we had you know concluded the hafta so that entire wall to wall coverage of when he made it you know from across the border all the feeds that were being taken were from the pakistani channels because they are the ones who had <laughs> access yeah so i thought it was quite funny no no no, yeah. no. many no. many no. all of them all the teams were there india today i know had five cameras yeah, one the, in the srinagar the, i saw the feed was not there because they, they didn't have access from vaga from india they were side the india yes. side of vaga yeah, the side. Right. these guys are nowhere close to the gate they could just get true. the empty gate yeah and they cancelled that <coughs> ceremony in any the yeah, retreat so yeah. as soon as uh, abhinandan crossed the uh, you know line uh, the vaga border he was put inside a vehicle and zipped yeah so mm-hmm. there was no way they could have gotten it so all the images were when he was on that side yeah and there they had pakistani media so the feed was being taken from pakistan media we took a decision yeah. we didn't want to make a spectacle of it i i, I mean I, i but but it didn't matter because all the indian channels took pakistani feed happily hmm. because paisa bhi nahi dena chahiye so you know the, 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 india could say that we don't want to make a spectacle but the channels didn't get the memo because all of them took the pakistani feed i thought there was some spectacular irony about her piche urdu mein subtitles aa rahe the wo english se cover kar rahe the aur wo bol rahe the look at these people mere ko the one lawyer unki feed kamal karte ho ek to india making a spectacle of it a you're saying they making a spectacle of it and then, then why are you it. showing it <laughs> then not only are you showing it you're showing it from their feed yeah. which means it's on their terms matlab the yeah. irony sensor of and then going on and on but we will not show anything from pakistan we will not show their videos we will not show their propaganda we but, have but yes we're learning hum kyunki yaar abhi itne trp mein hum to kuch nahi kar sakte hum blank to nahi dikha sakte 
Does, he's of course a gunda from the docks so he's not a real general but Kadir Khan is Shilpa Sharodkar's father and his condition is that my daughter will only marry into a Fauji household so Govinda convinces him that you pretend that you're a general so he goes and talks so he says oh champagne being ha ha champagne ha champagne being ha and then he says to second world war ki posting kahan thi general sahab aapki posting kahan thi wo france mein wo to har har jagah wahan se left jata tha aur jan sahab welcome to jir sah in the middle arnab started talking like this it was fucking spectacular he says sir is mere khas bala ah the gate is open i was like dude what the fuck is wrong with you like suddenly he went into the zone you know i actually think he's gone mad it's not you know, normal uh, neha dikshit had this wonderful tweet like all these boyhood fantasies are being thrown at us through tv news all these india today boys these guys they just wanted to join the army but unka hua nahi pass so now they're just you know <laughs> making us suffer their uh, army boyhood fantasies but putting the focus back on abhinandan from arnab i think the way he conducted himself was spectacular and i'm not just saying this because i'm rather i think it was it's the pressure was would clearly be uh, immense but you know that entire delay that happened i'm just telling you my experience of when i went to pakistan and came back from pakistan from there only the amount of time it and we were not prisoners of war or anything so i actually this is a theory <laughs> i don't know whether anyone will <laughs> anyone will will we reach the border and both times coming and going but coming from pakistan it was more difficult at वहां से बस पकड़ के आई थिंक एक घंटे लाहौर से एक डेढ़ पता नहीं कितना टाइम लगा था वी वर देव अबाउट वन ओ क्लॉक एंड वी सेट वील क्रॉस अमृतसर जाके अमृतसर के कुलचे लंच खा लेंगे बाइसरा वी क्रॉस द बॉर्डर इट वॉज एट एट नाइट एंड आई हैव नो आइडिया वॉट द फक्त डीले वॉज but some paper was not there then some so i think this is normal pakistan inefficiency i don't think there was any <laughs> it takes it took me that long i have photographs in fact i have photos on my laptop right now we're all sitting there outside and there's this paid there's a chauki we are sitting waiting we can see very pakistan india on that side ek do baj gaya you know second series of photographs we are delirious with hunger we're climbing on top of each other getting food it's evening by the time we have crossed and got onto the bus on baga side india side is very night here तो पाकिस्तानी चाय नहीं पी झंड वहां है ही नहीं कुछ पीने को नथिंग पाकिस्तानी चाय फेमस वेल ही हैज मेड इट फेमस बीमारी ऑफ शादी हुई की नहीं उटेंट वॉर एंड वी आर फॉर पीस 
before ever from the pakistan side no from indian side i see but even from pakistan side Haan, i think pakistan you're right side, of course, even yeah. that observation is very accurate because in the pakistan side who said you know free abhinandan uh, of course finally enough, none of those images are shown on the indian side because mm. here again like you said no one wants to see nuance but while there is a lot of hate mongering no one wants to show that there is a bunch of people yeah, yeah. who are braving the odds and coming out and saying free this guy can you imagine so yeah. there, was there was a, a huge call to free him in pakistan yeah. actually there there were were like social media posts if and photos and if you have a pakistani you know pilot who had come across and bombed someone in our country and was in custody and if a bunch of people had gathered at the press club or wherever in in lutians oh, and said free him I mean, they would have probably been in prison for official secrets <laughs> act or some shit, yeah. National I mean, security threat, yeah. yeah. The funny thing is that you know the enmity with Pakistan. We've never been resembled them as closely as I think we have now. But I'll I'll just quickly read a mail, which again probably will call me out for being too critical of our state. Uh, so the first email uh, that I'm reading is really short, which is I'll read the whole thing. Thank you, Vijay, for keeping the word count down. He says, "Hi, team NL. I found this excellent analysis of how Indian media failed in reporting the Pulwama attack. It's from the Police Project." Oh, the yeah, danger of multiple stories and assessment of the facts and reporting surrounding the. I need to recommend it. Last time. Oh, you had recommended this. <laughs> okay, so please, so uh, so Vijay, I think there's been. You can't say you found it. I I recommend. Circularity <laughs> of recommendations has happened, and um, Swapnil Luktoke says, "Hello, NL team. Abhinandan about the caste breakup story. You said conceptually this what this is trying to accomplish. I think is perfectly fine." Unquote. Suppose Z News did a story mentioning only X number of Muslims and Y number of Christians died in Pulwama and drew a wrong conclusion, say something ridiculous bullshit like hence Hindu sacrifice moth for the nation. Should we be as forgiving to the initial thought of doing a religious breakup? I have a feeling you are going to call out my false equivalence with a list of logical fallacies mm. I have committed but beyond those if what I'm asking is makes any sense please consider answering this. So uh, Swapnil I don't like you yourself has said I said that conceptually I think what we're trying to accomplish is fine I just thought the circumstances and the very small and not just sample size sample size can be small but it was just about a particular attack you cannot project that into this is what the general contribution of sacrifice has been but yes if someone were to do data analysis of how many muslims Uh, join the army of forces how many christians are in the army and forces of course i think it's fair enough and in fact there has been one such done and it drew the opposite conclusion of what you're saying it wasn't for the forces but it said that the number of muslim appointments in government jobs is less than the representation and that demonstrates that they are less educated they have less access so but yeah i mean i, I think an, a, a, a data set like that is completely legitimate and what analysis you get out of that depends on you know how well you read it so no i would not be against it but having seen z news at length i don't think everyone there put together has the intellectual bandwidth to either put together a data set of any sort and if they happen to put it together to kind of know what to do with it just like giving a monkey typewriter acha hon ki kar diya iska kya kare why did i think a monkey speaks punjabi that's so racist of me <laughs> the monkey will say ab ki karo isko i just i'll continue my you know long standing angst with bongs then he says it felt like arunachal pradesh issue was included just to make sure you can take a box it was not even a discussion just one person's opinion no one pitched in with their views article 35a was mentioned but no clear context set on what 35a is or how that relates to this issue can you please pick up this for discussion again with more preparation okay uh, as i said 35a gives uh, the people of jammu and kashmir the government of jammu and kashmir a special privilege or right to identify what they call a permanent resident right they have and a permanent resident has certain rights like 
owning land and in fact that was the whole um, Shashi Tharoor's late wife Sunanda she could not own land there because she had married outside a non-Kashmiri so 35A gives certain special status to permanent residents and there are similar such rights to people in most of the hill states including where Miss Pandey without a Y comes from uh, Uttarakhand True where uh, there are some restrictions to the land a non uttarakhandi can you can't uh, buy land if you're not so a domicile so that's the context yeah, you can buy yeah but there are restrictions to the amount and where and you can just uh, buy 250 square meter so uh, that exists in many hill towns so that was mm. the context and that's why in arunachal there was this backlash against extending that permanent residence to tribes so i hope that kind of answers your question you can't explain it pretty well i mean there was nothing more to add to that i think and uh, you guys did well in calling out the government's misgivings in handling abhinandan's capture what modi said in subsequent speeches or on twitter is even more abhorrent however assuming a soldier had not been captured and had this not been peak election campaign season can all of you discuss your opinion only on the first air strike which you rightly pointed out is probably aimed at drawing a new red line you've discussed how aap is trying to break the status quo in delhi by doing something different shouldn't the central government similarly get at least some benefit of doubt for risking a new normal also did you notice our air strikes were not highly criticized by opposition or media even stunt modi opponents in india until abhinandan's capture or am i a bhakt <laughs> no sapnil you're not a bhakt i think uh, that point we made in last hafta also that should have been the messaging in fact we were doing the government and the proxies job the messaging should have been we can strike you you mess with us we will cross the border and bomb you this time we've only bombed around next time we will bomb you know all the way into lahore i mean they could have given that message out but that is not the message that was given out the message that we've killed 300 400 500 basically it's up to you what narrative you set because most of the largest networks are bjp proxies so the messaging is really they hold the trumps in messaging yeah swapnil we we don't yeah new thing that is coming out i met some uh, some people in the forces hmm. at ema so these these forces they are they are really angry because in the army people say that they were not even aware of this uh, air strike hmm. i mean some and and the senior officers who have been dealing with ema so they they uh, informally told us i mean you can't establish it that's why we can't write but that's but people are feeling i mean in, in the forces as well and see the uh, press press conference the way it was uh, called uh, where the three uh, you know mm. uh, the navy and the army and the air force chiefs briefing mm. the press it was it was like as if it has been imposed on them mm. Hmm. And I think in the beginning you have a government, you have the foreign uh, secretary coming and giving, but when shit hit the roof, then suddenly you put these officers in front and say, "Now take questions on casualty, take questions on everything." So that's not fair, also. Nobody is questioning the fact that the air strike has proved that we are not afraid of their nuclear deterrent, which Pakistan keeps uh, talking about it, and they also right. can't. Uh, yeah, we are called the bluff. Yeah. So th- that that's a bluff. So we have proved that. Secondly, at diplomatic level, also I think we have proved quite a bit. China is not calling us an aggressor, hmm. despite supporting Jem Jashim Ahmed. So, so they are not calling us. So diplomatically, also we haven't. But the problem is the narrative. The narrative that you try to you know weave around these numbers, three hundred, with the forces. Yeah, that. Diff- speaking of the numbers, there is some new evidence that. my nation has carried and i believe shiv arur also tweeted this out that the bomb that they are saying that hmm. they used does not bring down the yeah the the actual structure basically 
it's a penetrative of, bomb what the skeptics is the right word no, the skeptics are saying is that satellite imagery shows that those those structures are still standing in fact there's an australian policy magazine that showed this satellite images then some images have come now from i think reuters also put up a piece saying that there's been not much damage so my nation has carried a piece my nation is owned by rajiv chandrasekhar who is a bjp mp and and which says that it was a penetrative bomb the same thing yeah. and then so it, it goes exploded. in it explodes but it does not it need not uh, bring down the structure, down the structure. so a i'm not sure why they use that but irrespective my question is that uh, how can the opposition be accused of setting the narrative of maximum airtime and the biggest loudmouths belong to the bjp both officially and even their proxies i mean does anyone buy that this narrative has been set by the opposition or those who question modi is it possible i mean i don't know we don't Which have accurate narrative? number Wait. the 300 the, the 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 skeptics that why are they questioning this oh isn't that a natural follow up from what they set up as a narrative the bjp absolutely and look the, forget bjp congress the international media the reports that have come out they are responding they are testing india's claims of major damage destruction of a terror camp over 300 terrorists dead so now everything that they are evaluating on the is on the basis of this narrative set by the indian government so sure the bomb may have been penetrative and maybe it was not of such uh, you know it, it was supposed to do what you know we but yeah. then uh, if you're saying 300 then that doesn't match that narrative hmm. that this bomb is you know not, not going to destroy the entire structure and all because you've said you've destroyed the entire structure so all the skeptics are responding to uh, what the government has said from the day one from within like half an hour of the news trickling in you have said you've destroyed the entire jem leadership you've killed 300 you've destroyed a largest amit, terror camp and its control room so how can you and an amit sir says that in a you know public platform of course it's it's going to be questioned yeah so any you, i don't think there was ever a question on whether the bombs hit the target or not we all knew it hit but what did it do after hitting and what that exactly what did it hit was yeah, what was the target yeah. no i think people are uh, primarily questioning the whole number the act itself because they want to send out a message saying that we don't want to be taken for granted you know we are not fools you know i think that's why more and more people are questioning you know this time than uh, when we had surgical strikes if mm. you guys remember surgical strikes seems to be like a settled matter but i don't know i still have my you know doubts about that you know and then uh, i'm thinking you know if they had said not 300 but 1000 you know the media that's you know favorable to them and uh, their uh, constituency they would have run you know with the number yeah. and they would have tried you know like all these guys are twisting themselves to to prove that you know whatever these bombs only you know damage in fact rahul shiv shankar said uh, exclusive uh, yeah. access ghuske mara what did his exclusive access document so say so they would have uh, yeah so they would have you know gone to any lengths to prove that there were 1000 not 300 so you know they would have done that because they 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 have to do it but uh, yeah and the people are questioning it because i don't think they the bjp got its dividends they were hoping for with this you know well, claim well i think that we'll know after the election yeah i, I mean anyway that's my reading also you know nirupama subramanian the senior uh, right. editor with express she put out a story saying uh, the people who were uh, the students etc uh, were taken to uh, some other place you know by pakistani army before the attack happened so if that is true if we go by that narrative nobody is discussing that i don't know why it it was on the front page of express two days ago mm. uh, right Where she said uh, the trainers the kids who being trained there yeah, were taken were, back to the village were, i mean yeah the pakistan army sort of like cleared them out and took them elsewhere so if that is true then obviously there wouldn't be any damage but under reuters i would go with international organizations rather than ani and pravin swami's first post and 
other publications. <laughs> yeah, that's a story we should discuss. Has right. Praveen, Praveen Swami, Swami responded to the questions about his story? Yeah, he did. First post carried a story by Praveen Swami, who's the editor. A very fantastic cinematic story about the irony of war and all that. So basically what he said was that the Indian, we shot down one of their F-16s, that pilot fell. And when he fell, the locals there mistook him for an Indian pilot and lynched him to death. And that there's a lot of similarity because his father too, like Abhinandan's father, has served in the Air Force and how the goddess of war is not kind to all. It was a spectacularly written piece which really bothered me. I think we discussed with Madhu also because it just seemed like, wow, crazy. But it turns out, and News Laundry carried a story on that, that it was all based on one man's Facebook post. Nothing else, nothing more than that Facebook post. The Air Force uh, person that he has cited has only two sons. There's no third son and both sons are not in the Air Force. They are in the UK. They've got nothing to do with the Air Force or the Army. And there's absolutely no proof of a pilot having been lynched. Other than that Facebook post, yeah, which and, everyone ran with. And when with we counter question the man who wrote that Facebook post, he said that it doesn't matter whether a Shahbaz or a Abbas died, someone died. That That's was his. That was his. Koi na, koi so, so he had just done a Facebook post so based on nothing. So he just did a Facebook post. Praveen Swami being this editor picked it up and just pasted it, and that story is still sitting on Facebook uh, first post website. So what happened? Uh, and there's no accountability. No, so did he respond to our story? He responded saying uh, that I have an on-camera testimony of my source, which could just be a Skype interview that you took with him. That doesn't prove... No, on-camera with this person Umar who Khalid, did the uh, face... Who Facebook Khalid the Facebook post. Post. So yeah. what evidence is... That's, that's not evidence. You just have evidence <laughs> of somebody cooking up a story. No, Madhu, there's, there's a big difference in a Facebook post and me reading out the Facebook post and video. <laughs> <laughs> that's evidence. Milosh. <laughs> no, no, this story had come out in one vague, uh, you know, digital platform. I think uh, on Pakistani digital platform. Hmm. And... Uh, Pratik had pointed that out. So we said, Ki, let, let us start working on that. Around that time, even Swami's story also came in. Hmm. So we had started working on it. Achha. So Swami's story came in. So we we said, we must get in touch with this man in uh, London. So he got his number. So we called him up. My surprise was, he was telling himself a friend of the family hmm. whose boy has died. I said, if you're a friend of a family, when the family is not revealing anything, Why are you? a friend will reveal. Uh, yeah, so that was my doubt. Suspicion. And there's a post by the wife uh, of this uh, Air Force guy who said that we have two sons and inshallah they're safe. <laughs> like there's so, nothing wrong with them. So now so. here I'd like to plug subscriber driven enterprise again. Now see probably first post also saw that vague Pakistani post. So while Raman sir and the team decided to investigate this and let's sit on it and decide is this credible or not. Those who are based on clickbait eyeballs and advertisers said chodo pare pel dete hain eyeballs se milenge advertisers se paisa aa jayega whether authentic news hai ki nahi hai no but how which is why subscribers with this if somebody in a news plug. organization publishes a story and and it turns out to be completely factually incorrect how is he still in that position it's just impossible to imagine i think praveen because may have interesting things to say on it because he had done a cover story on how national security is like the worst beat ever in 2014 and that time you'd pointed out many uh, for first decide which praveen would have interesting things ah, to praveen say because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. say i know i'm praveen getting Swami. confused here <laughs> so, so you're talking about this praveen yes. and you had pointed Not out Swami. stories by praveen swami back then too right yeah so you know in 2013 i did a piece you know on the 
Indian national security, you know, beat. Before News Laundry started, Caravan was the only one who was into media criticism. Mm. I mean, now you guys are taking it forward. I mean, it, it's it's great. We need this because, you know, we don't know what is fake news and what is no real. I mean, you know, uh, what Madhu Ma'am said was like, it was factually inaccurate. It was not factually inaccurate. It was fake news. <laughs> Let's call it that. Right? I mean, you guys called him out. You guys called him out uh, after surgical strike, uh, mm. you know, piece also. Wherein he's talking about, he's calling somebody an eyewitness they merely went to that village spoke to the villagers who have heard things and this man speculates about which uh, you know uh, rifle it would have been he says Carl Gustav rifle we're talking about like this you know that soup of the soup of the soup right <laughs> you know that kind of situation yeah. no uh, and uh, I think News Laundry correctly pointed out saying you know he, he, he talked about how he sent questions through commercially viable encrypted uh, software which is uh, I think WhatsApp. Manisha said was WhatsApp <laughs> you know Wait, why do you, you want to like then, on camera testimony right? you, maybe you have a and Skype then, interview with yes, him the, Skype mean? on camera you can you uh, soup it up really exactly it's yeah. a it's a WhatsApp, in, or what you call Skype interview, in which the guy is reiterating a kahani. And that is not valid documentation yeah. at all. Because these guys have never corroborated information that was given to them in handouts. They have no muscle memory of corroboration. So whatever is given to them, they run with it. And that's how it's become like a viral story and the kind of damage you can imagine. I mean, in this, there is no one particular, you know, victim or scapegoat. But many people have suffered because of his news reports and like many you know other uh, reporters who cover the beat you know they go with whatever the you know uh, agencies give them they don't cross check it and this is you know it's a trend and that's what we are seeing right now you know when things like this happen uh, you know india pakistan fighting you know these guys they think they are on the front line and they put out stories given to them by defense ministry ministry of external affairs mm. so ib it's basically Rob, a very dodgy beat this whole extremely beat. dodgy extremely dodgy so, I Mm-hmm. So in that story, you know, in that uh, story which we call known unknowns, you know, the I, famous I Rumsfeld. At, yeah, quote, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I looked at uh, because Pravin Swami is sort of like a poster boy for uh, you know Defense. national security mm-hmm. beat, mm-hmm. and he, you know, Vishnu Som the other day called him renowned journalist, you know, and uh, people now, you know, I was talking to That's Karthik sick. and Manisha, and it's like, how did this guy get away? You know, without social media, where people are, uh, you know. Uh, asking you know journalists questions you know after their stories come out earlier probably they had le- handwritten letters sending out to you know the organizations now there is accountability now there is right. say, somebody like news laundry asking questions immediate also and, uh, sorry uh, i just want to point out that even praveen's tweets are so verbose i mean it's like you know he'd probably call uh, call it toxic exhalation compromising respiration bad <laughs> breath like you know fucking it's, it's, it's like that level of fucking yeah. Shabd. Yeah. but, but uh, yeah uh, but that was a good story NL team I'll quickly just the one of these mails is long so I won't read the whole thing SP you don't want your name to be mentioned but you're a subscriber so I'll quickly go on to major points you're making he says that he is a subscriber and he's been a subscriber for five years a paying subscriber but he finds that we've become too too much of an echo chamber for leftists Uh, this is unfortunate because i like your research but i want that research to be described in an opinionated matter okay now a you're saying that uh, there's too much of opinion i'm not sure uh, sridhar are you referring to only hafta because our news reports are not opinionated so i think maybe because you listen to hafta more than any of our other content 
you assume haftar represents all the content or the news on news laundry which it doesn't and because haftar is kind of like in newspapers are editorials it's kind of like our it's, weekly it's, a, it's a basically yeah. exercise in transparency so you can see what our individual positions are because yeah. there is no collective and position of news laundry and it's heavily editorialized in terms of yeah, what everyone has to say we follow our own gyan some of it is informed some of it is uninformed some of it is just ranting so don't take this as news laundry everything we do we do some fantastic reports you know do read report that we are talking of right now that we debunked also the kaveri chronicles so he's given a few examples that with the exception of indira gandhi i never come across you criticizing congress or any other opposition party well we ha- i know when amit was here we did a lot of reports critical of aap mm. uh, so those reports were done otherwise you know and you'll say why are you criticizing aap and not congress because delhi mein we are based out of delhi yahan sarkar aapki hai aur Modi ji occupies everything so i think that's inevitable you know, it's no, you know it's i find it fascinating that no one asked us we started in 2012 madhu you remember the campaign we ran against sibal 66a mm-hmm. no one asked us why don't you criticize modi why are you only criticizing manmohan singh like you know i was just going to say it's like when we you guys ran that campaign to someone to say why don't you criticize vajpay why are you criticizing You yeah, know, we Manmo- ran a campaign against I mean, 66A because at that time Manmohan Singh and Sibyl were in power. We are not going to start saying Nehru ko bulao or Atal ji ko bulao. It's I mean I don't understand this question honestly. It's and this is where I think that for a moment just think it's 2012 and you listen to our content from there and tell me would you ask us the same question about when we would and we really went at uh, Sibyl. I mean ran a full campaign. Yeah. So I just don't understand where this comes from. Then you go on to say in my view Mayawati is India's Obama. and mamta has a charming personality i actually didn't say mamta had a charming personality i think maybe someone else did cuz i in different to her personality what the guest said okay when i said mayawati is india's obama i didn't mean literally i was referring to an article i wrote where indian middle class and the educated and the elite when obama became yes we can we need an indian obama my position was we already had an indian obama and that was mayawati except that she's not your projection of obama and i had written a piece on that back then in 2008 i think he was elected for the first time and my position was also uh, one who shall not be named mm-hmm. even obama did not do everything that people would have like you've said mayawati is corrupt she's done a lot of stuff obama he bombed more than his predecessor bombed he i mean he threw more bombs in a year he holds a record still i don't know if trump has broken it uh more civilians died in his time surveillance state under more him was more people were terrible. deported in his time than have been in trump's time so he did a lot of shit too also I, the black americans sorry to yeah. they are not better off they were i mean uh, during yeah, he obama did. he was they were worse off actually yeah but but my point was from a symbolic point of view mayawati is that underprivileged for a woman of her caste community background to get to where she did is a spectacular story but it does not suit our english speaking sensibility we want someone who looks like priyanka gandhi to be india's obama that ain't happening so that was my point that's all uh, if you are true communist i respect it i'm not true communist <laughs> i have written many times i will give you a post ideological era that's the most worst charge again most fake charge again sabne he's no he's not a communist not at all and uh, then you've gone on to say that why don't we talk about godra why do we only criticize modi uh, okay if godra would happen today we criticize that also i I really I'm not sure where we're going with this and you and your guests are strong supporters of Nidhi Razan Barkhadar Radhas <laughs> maybe you tell Barkha because I don't think she agrees with when? you when <laughs> we've been so cruel <laughs> with Barkha so nasty sometimes so anyway uh, thanks for your mail I have shared it with everybody and um, you said the last line is if you read this part of the mail on the podcast don't reveal my name which I have not and before I go back to the panel just 
Dheeraj is male. Dheeraj has contributed to the Kaveri Chronicles. Thank you, Dheeraj. Couple of ideas he had. Manisha, maybe you could take this up with Vivek. He says he liked it. It was great. But he fell a little short. He had contributed. Perhaps because he thought that while reading it, there must have been many little other stories that Vivek would have come across. So not part of the piece. If they could go out as little shorts or something, it might help. So we'll we'll discuss it with Vivek. And did he's, he, how did he cover it? I mean... Just, just a story. Possible, yeah. So uh, I think we'll do a po- we'll do a podcast on that. In fact, we've already decided to do a podcast on this. So maybe some of these stories will come out in that in conversation with Vivek. Also, uh, you say you don't think we'll be able to make the 16 lakh target by the 15th of March. Uh, maybe you're right, but I urge all the people listening, including the people who are not paying for it and listen to the free version. I understand you may have financial constraints, and a more nasty person may have called you Mufaskhor, but that person is dead and buried and may hear rot in hell. But I understand that you may have, you know, constraints, but do suggest to others who can afford it to subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. Subscribe to Caravan, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. And if you can contribute to the sum, we can send more journalists across the length and breadth of the country to do stories on ground. And like two of our subscribers have criticized, you will not have to listen to us payloading yarn. You'll have hardcore ground reports. The other suggestion that Dheeraj has is during election, Madhu, you and Raman should start doing a five-minute twice a week, just giving analysis of what's happening around. Since you are the two senior most journalists and most yes, experienced, yes, do a podcast. So twice a week, a five-minute. I don't know if five minutes will be enough, but yeah, maybe we could. Uh, we are considering starting a daily podcast, Dheeraj, first of all. But that will not be analysis. Maybe Madhu and Raman can sit together twice a week, or even on the phone, and do a ten-minute what's happened around the country during yeah. the election. We could give it a sharp sort of. A... We'll give it a shot. And Dheeraj, you have some other feedback and suggestions. I have read them. And thank you for your support. I know you're one of the old long-time supporters. Appreciate your yeah, your support. Yeah, thanks a lot. Last two issues I quickly want to discuss. Praveen, I'll start with you. The two speeches. One was Rahul's, and I have a dirty feeling Praveen is saying I didn't see either. The Rahul's, <laughs> Rahul's media interaction and Modi's speech yesterday where he said, I corruption commit corruption. Did you see either of those? Bits and pieces. So yeah. just give me your thoughts on both. Uh, quickly both. Mm. <laughs> Praveen is a long form guy he needs time he, he's long form he's long pause Praveen said no in general I mean Rahul Gandhi he, he's he's looking really confident you know mm. I the other day I went to look at him at the <laughs> press conference <laughs> I went to look at him <laughs> No, because, you know, what's in the camera, what's outside the camera, it makes a lot of difference how he's connecting with uh, journalists. Because, you know, on YouTube, when you're watching the videos, you see a lot lot of uh, laughter from uh, the journalists, like canned laughter, you know, almost. So, uh, I, I wanted to... Check, is it real? I wanted to... No, I just wanted to see how, you know, because earlier he was terrible. Like, Modi had this uh, connect with the audience. I think it's sort of like reversing right now. And this guy, he's very confident now, Rahul Gandhi. So, I don't think it is reversing, but yes, Rahul has improved quite a bit. Mm. Um, but not enough. It is, it is not reversing. Yeah, probably not reversing. Uh, no, look, I saw and heard Amit Shah and Nitin Gadkari at the India Today conclave. And I have to say that if you compare them to Rahul, he's like Mickey Mouse compared to them. They are supremely clued in, mafia-style thinking and action it's Rahul is like a baby compared to them. 
thinking and i suspected there was you know when we go to smaller towns we scrutinize every messaging and news is it fake is it they are not giving a fuck they are not reading half of the shit they're just like you said they're going for the slogans the big yeah. the big lines yeah, and uh, the and i spoke to three of them in uh, rajasthan they hate vasundhara but they'll vote modi they voted sachin pilot they were disappointed disappointed he didn't become that was one the second thing is this whole thing of our jobs are going is actually a theme which is not being played up enough in media there are people who are really dissatisfied with that but i think the larger point i want to make is that i think we give too much of credit or too much of importance to the campaign as a determinant of the success or failure of the party i think the campaign is something that you know may help commerce and make noise on tv people's votes are not dependent on a modi speech or uh, amit shah speech or a rahul speech if that were the case nda would have swept 2004 tab to rahul ko bolna bhi nahi aata tha sonia ki speeches yaad hai hum gustaki maaf mein uska mazak udate the we used to write those every script of mine was making fun of sonia of course no one at that time said why are you making fun of sonia and not others because she spoke funny others yeah. didn't i mean that's it no simple. i just wanted to you know ask you also you know uh, all those complaints saying you guys attack modi a lot more you know i was wondering i was talking to manisha before uh, this started you know trump being this great material for journalists mm. i mean i think the sales have gone up right of, yeah, of all the times. publications Correct. in in the us yes. uh, i think it's more or less true of modi as well if 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 we can imagine if we, if you imagine rahul gandhi as prime minister mm. uh, you know what would he say he wouldn't be i mean good or bad he wouldn't uh, you know be like great material for for us it's modi who will be saying things you know either riling us or you know obviously mm. you know bhakts going crazy uh, you know either way he's great material for uh, journalists rahul already phiki chai yeah a little bit i mean better than manmohan i think but hmm. uh, yeah better so it's i think it's to do with that as well i mean our attention is also grabbed by him forcibly in a, in that way right i don't yeah. know, i, but, I but want to i i completely agree with you i think he is a character who lends himself to the kind of criticism with the kind of thing he says like we had introduced a se- section called atal ka sher because atal was a shayar he spoke like yeah achhi baat nahi hai सुनिए सो नाउ आई डेंट हैव अ सेक्शन दैट सेड मनमोहन का शेर बिकॉज फकन मनमोहन गुड नेवर गिव मी अ शेर सो ऑब्वियसली दैट इज अ सेक्शन आई वुड इंट्रोड्यूस ही इज बेस्ट फॉर दैट सिमिलरली मोदी से स्टफ इट्स मटीरियल विच आई मीन द काइंड ऑफ थिंग्स ही सेड इन दैट यू नो दो किड्स डिसलेक्सिक किड्स आई मीन विच काइंड ऑफ a buffoon would do that man it is if rahul did that he'd be toast <laughs> because it would but it would be toast in the routine cuz he's always already buffoon <laughs> you know it would be a routine toast ki yeah. bhai wo kabhi kuch bolta tha kabhi kuch so you as and as prime minister dude it is a different deal when you say something it matters like for example and this i'm and i've said this on half time equally critical of both modi and manmohan on this you remember who was that uh, cnn anchor who modi met who she didn't know he was on twitter with the with umbrella putin, with putin right no, no, yeah no, yeah, yeah. It cnn it was uh, fox Yeah. It was a woman who was subsequently fired. fired. She, now she was on Fox, but at that time I think she was at CNN. No, she was with Fox. Okay, but anyway, when he was meeting her, have you noticed when he's abroad and the same thing Manmohan had, I, and I had written a script about this. 
Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Mm-hmm. I had never seen Manmohan's teeth. If you notice, his he's got a very um, interesting smile. You don't see his teeth when he smiles. But when he was with Bush, just like that, that part part can hey, sir, hey, sir, salam, sir. I had never seen Manmohan smile. You know, he just walk like a robot. You know, do this. Sim similarly, whenever Modi is with, and I'm not talking about Indian journalists with his party, he has this demeanor. Ki hood hood the bung the bung the bung. You know, he'll walk around frowning. Ki abe kide. ये कीड़ा दूसरा कीड़ा तीसरा कीड़ा यार तुम कीड़े हो लुक व्हेन ही इज विद हर ही डिड यू सी मी ऑन ही ही देखो मैडम में आ गया यू नो फकिंग सर्वाइल यार लाइक हाउ मिस्टर चौबे लॉस्ट इट व्हेन ही वाज इंटरव्यूइंग सनी लियोन या यू नो दैट डिमीनर नाउ यू नो मेबी मेबी वी डू इट मेबी व्हेन आई एम विद गोरी चमड़ी आई ऑल्सो से ही सलाम साहब मैं आपके लिए जूता मेबी आई डू इट बट डोंट गिव अ फक Because I'm just CEO of news language. Hmm. Sorry, but, but, but if you're the prime minister, of course that's going to be commented on. Everything you do is going to be commented on. I also wanted to just like you know focus on how Manmohan has been coming up with these jibes against Modi. You know, everybody said he was Mount Mohan Singh, etc., etc. He said I, I at least address press conferences. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was a great comeback. And considering that one of his lines t- towards the end was history will Remember be kind be to kindly. me, uh, kindly. Yeah. You know, so I think some of it he's he's uh, you know re- regaining that lost uh, glory. That is true. At least he gave press conferences. But I think in the uh, interaction with the dyslexic thing, mm. uh, you know, him cracking a joke. Did you note like the girl, the student who'd gotten up? She was really for a minute stunned. She was awkward, and then she's. laughed cuz she thought okay Nervous and that's stuff. horrible man because here she is talking about something that she's trying to do for these people she should have followed sensitive. it up with a tough question there's an interesting piece on advising kids that next time this happens is how you should react uh, and that may be my recommendation but anyway let's wind up we've crossed an hour 30 minutes um thank you so much prateek for coming we will require you to give us praveen uh, sorry prateek <laughs> prateek is alt news praveen prateek is yeah so in fact he's been called Praveen, while you're talking about Praveen Swami, I'm <laughs> Pratik. So um, you got Actually, you got Trump's disease. Really? No, because uh, you know he has a reputation of being whatever he is. <laughs> so whenever I call people and said, uh, you know, I'm Praveen, he would say, hmm. Swami, to nahi ho. You know. So <laughs> since then, it's been haunting me in a way. <laughs> so. Uh, I would recommend. And supposing would, somebody says that to Praveen Swami, "Tum Swami to nahi ho," he says, "Han Swami hi hoon." Then yeah, what? <laughs> but he's a big shot journalist, and I'm not. So, <laughs> so let's get the recommendations for the week. Madhu, we want to start with you, or Aman, you want to go first? I recommend uh, two of our stories. Mm-hmm. One by Pratik, which says as a reaction to Praveen Swami's story now, and the second uh, story is we did a story on the Facebook. Hmm. Facebook has recently uh, you know released a report hmm. uh, of uh, all the advertisers on their website so so the top 5 we we discovered their ghost adv- adv- advertisers for BJP so uh, that's the story done by Gaurav so the two stories yes okay i have from the new yorker uh, the last issue uh, an article written by Jane Mayer uh, titled the making of the fox news white house and i highly recommend it because you'll see many parallels uh, that fit with the indian story and news channels that have been rather towing the line or doing being mouthpiece propaganda for the government the other one is called a citizen is obliged to listen uh, written by anita chakraborty is really about refugees uh, when refugees uh, flee to another country and claim asylum she's propagating that we must hear their story because their story tells us more than what we are willing to listen to okay and also statesmen's not statesmen sorry indian express's op-ed today 
on uh, documents on uh, on the Se- official secrets act and the and the hindu story so yeah. i think the edit sorry the editorial it's, they've it's, uh, sub- come out strongly in support of the hindu and it's great and to see a paper yeah, you know, and, the and they, they were at each other at one point yeah and the front i guess you know yeah. when it comes to principles on ethics of journalism and when journalism is being cornered yeah. i think this is a good time when people put these differences aside and their story on this is actually spread right, right across the front page and written in great detail that's great and something yeah. like and this can really harm you you know yeah. yeah it affects even indian express and the journalism they want to do yeah they did mention that that mm. because their panama paper story was based on documents mm. Praveen. Yeah. Uh, I'll be a little shameless and uh, recommend my own story. Of course. Because <laughs> it's the cover story of Caravan this month. It's called The Image Makers. It's on ANI. Uh, like I said, you know, if, if you have to understand the media ecosystem as it exists today, I think my story will be, you know, helpful. Uh, that's one. And the second piece, like uh, the one I mentioned by Ajay Shukla in The Guardian, it's 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 uh, it's not very long. It's to the point, uh, very clean take on Kashmir. I mean, he's a former colonel. Uh, he might be considered anti-national by, you know, Modi fans, but he's a former colonel and he has a take on Kashmir. I think everybody should read that because that's what is missing right now in the entire India-Pakistan debate. And of course, the last one, the news laundry story on Praveen Swami's fake story. <laughs> <laughs> Manisha. So I'm going to recommend a piece in the New Yorker, the violent toll of Hindu nationalism in India, and I'm going you to. You know, I read it, uh-huh. and you know, it's very strange. I just like to put on record my reaction. It's a really well-written story. I was going to forward it to on our News Laundry WhatsApp group, basically just to learn how a story can be well-written in terms of descriptives and details and all that. But because it shows such an ugly side of India in America, I didn't want. reporters to think that that's the only way to do it but the style of writing and the detailing and the factu- facts hmm. are really recommended uh, yeah. commendable and i also want to recommend praveen's uh, story on natsec beat i think a lot of what we've seen over the past two weeks of just how i think this is one of the most this is a beat where you can just get away with zero accountability and i think there should be a part 2 to that uh, but just read that to see how things just fly and this week 11 men were also acquitted of terror charges in uh, after 25 years 11 muslim men in maharashtra mm-hmm. and this is the kind of reporting that you you brand people as terrorists just because the ib tells you the police tells you and you destroy lives i mean this praveen swami story on facebook was just okay it's this like you said there's no damage but there are real consequences to this sort of reporting yeah in delhi alone i mean uh, the crime uh, delhi crime raid yeah they i think uh, 18 18 of them 18 of 19 have been acquitted Mm. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. official secrets act, your former ah. colleague, my former ah. colleague, Iftikhar Gilani in DNA was also charged under it yeah. for just yeah. nothing, ah. and, and, and people just yeah. yeah, yeah. And and one of the one of the reports that did a lot of damage to Iftikhar Gilani at the time was by a journalist called Nita Sharma, who's still writing these security stories, and she works for NDTV, right? I mean, a lot of these people de- destroy lives, and you know, we're talking about like a fellow journalist based in Delhi. I mean you can just go up to him or talk to people around him and then get the facts out but somebody reported that he used to work for Friday Times based in Lahore where he was uh, working for Kashmir Times you know the India government at the time wanted to you know 
because he's the son-in-law of uh, uh, Syed Ali Shah Gilani in uh, you know in Srinagar they wanted to set him right so they put false charges on him and uh, put him in jail and who helped him it was the journalists like mm. fellow journalists right and they didn't even get his spelling right you know which is what i pointed in my story uh, because uh, the senior gilani is double e gilani they put that here also. here also though this gilani is gi you know i'm mm. i'm saying basic fact checking wasn't done and that man had to go and uh, there is a prison uh, book he's written memoir you know it's 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 available and everybody should read it to know how journalists what journalists can do to other journalists when they don't do collaboration what's the title you know? of the book Uh, it, it, I have a book. Uh, it was my bureau chief in DNA. Yeah, yeah. So I have yes, a book. Yes, get it to sir. Prison diaries. Yeah, I th- I'm forgetting the name. And so, uh, Neeta Sharma, this uh, this journalist who reported uh, a story, she went up to some policeman standing outside the court where the case was heard. And uh, depending on his testimony, she filed a story that appeared in HT saying this man accepted that he was, you know. linked to some you know militant group and then he was you know that story he says did a lot of damage to him mm. uh, you know so anyway my recommendation for the week is actually very old story and it's also partly because i'm not you know being un what's the word i'm looking for immodest i'm just being lazy because i did a lot of travel and there was too much work last week so i'll pitch an old story of mine which i had written when everyone was talk you know this whole narrative of you can't question the army mm. was played one, up yeah. Uh, I think it's relevant again today. Very well written. And thank you, Miss Pandey. And you must wear it. You're such it. a sayer. You have just predicted all these things long ago. Long ago, I mean, it's a mess up. Pelly, you were the first to call uh, RSS Ravanda channel. Yeah, you're the, the first, first to say to that army can be questioned. You're you're a visionary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I gave another slogan which I can't take credit for, but I'll tell you guys later once the mics are off. And so I'd like to recommend that, but I would like to recommend that with the क्या कहते हैं footnote with the disclaimer whatever the word is think of it. You know, like Praveen said, in that I've put a full paragraph, and now when I read at it, I'm thinking, did I do what I was saying should not be done while saying don't do it? I wrote that you don't have to be an army man's son to criticize the army. As I am. Although I am, you don't have to have an uncle who took a full blast of an MMG in his body. Although I do, you don't have to have a friend which is Rocky, whose father was blown up with his tank in the seventy-one war. Although I do, you can be have no such things and still criticize the army because that is your job. So I, it, it just seemed a bit self-conscious at the time, but but the point is, while you read that, while it says that questioning the army, the government is not questioning the army. What it doesn't say is that you can also question the army. I think that I missed out. I should have had a little paragraph on that. So mm. yeah. One more recommendation I have is the film A Private War. Oh yeah, you've told me to watch it. Yeah. Also. I'll watch. On Mar- Marie Colvin, I think all journalists should watch it. Uh, it I also it? watched it. It's on I think iTunes. On Apple. So in fact, we may. Or maybe it's on Hulu. We're trying to get the lady on whose account that film is based for the media rumble, but Touchwood. Marie aapki, Brenner. Aapki, uh, aapka Ashirwad Raha to wo aayengi, Madhu. ईश्वर की इच्छा ईश्वर इच्छा ऑन दैट नो थैंक्स रुवीन प्लेजर मीटिंग यू कैरी ऑन विद फैंटेस्टिक जर्नलिज्म एंड यू गाइस गो टू एनएल सेना एंड आल्सो कंट्रीब्यूट सो दैट वी कैन कवर द इलेक्शन इन अ रोबस्ट वे थैंक यू वी लीव यू विद दिस सॉन्ग एंजॉय
कटुवचनों से कहीं प्रेम की टूट न जाए दो कटुवचन कटुवचन All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.